0: Our scripture reading this evening is taken from Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. And uh, if you turn actually to the front cover of your service outline, you will find it printed uh, for you. It's a short passage. And so um, could we maybe let's stand together in honour of the reading of God's word, and we will read this together together. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20, and and Paul says, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. Let's read this one more time. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. Thank you. Please be seated. Let's commit the rest of the time uh, to the Lord in prayer. Triune God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, as we come to the meditation of Your Word, won't You speak to us afresh so we return to You with all our hearts, with all our minds, with all our souls, and with all our strength. Amen. I don't know about you, uh, but this year I must confess uh, that I don't really feel quite ready for Lent. Uh, with all of its demands and all of its disciplines. And I think if you've come here before, you know that Lent has a lot of demands and a lot of disciplines. Uh, it seems um, to have come quickly, I think Lent this time around for me. And I barely cleaned up from Christmas, New Year, and Chinese New Year festivities. Yet on this Ash Wednesday, which marks the beginning of the Lenten season, I find I don't want to miss the possibility of having my life stripped down maybe to its barest through, for example, the discipline of abstinence. I don't want to miss, I think, the possibility for repentance and for change, personally. I don't want to miss the experience of resurrection in places that I know that I have been deadened. If I'm honest, I think there are areas in my life, and I don't know about you, but I think there are areas in my life that can be pretty dead uh, and pretty in need, I think, of change. Yet there is something about the season of Lent that causes me to feel strangely hopeful about the possibility of repentance and forgiveness in my own life. Or maybe you feel this way too uh, in your life. Hopeful, I think, also about the possibility of greater freedom in places where I'm in bondage. Hopeful about the possibility of the Easter or the Pascal mystery of death, burial, and resurrection taking place in my life. As we enter into Lent in this way that has meaning, we can be hopeful that this will actually change us somewhere deep inside, where it truly matters. We don't want, for example, to just give up ice cream for Lent because we like ice cream but we get the impression that God is a real cosmic killjoy or cosmic wet blanket in the sky who wants to keep us from it. We want instead, or at least I want instead, to enter into Lenten disciplines that correspond to the places in my life that cry out for deeper levels of transformation. We want to face the reality of our sins and the deep within patterns of behaviour that keep us from our calling to follow Christ. We want to face the spiritual reality, whether or not we see it, but there's that spiritual reality of the battle that Satan is, is waging for our very souls to this end galatians chapter 2 verse 20 has become important so important to me because it gets to the heart of the most essential matters of the christian life as fb Mayer puts it this is paul's confession Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, is Paul's confession of the power of the cross in his own life. In this matchless statement that you read just a little while ago, Paul the Apostle encapsulates the gospel of the grace of God. And the first portion to this grace is this. It is the gospel of the extinguished life. I have been crucified with Christ. By dying with Christ, who died under the law's penalty, we find that Christ has satisfied all the law demands. So those things have no more hold on us. But there is more you and I being crucified means. It means that we have died to self. Why? Because the dominating control of our fallen nature has been broken. So it's no longer I can't help it, I can't help myself, I'm just like that, I was born like that. It's no longer, I want to do it my way. The extinguished life means death to sin and self. In his book, The Christ, Centred, the Christ Life for the Self-Life, F.B. Mayer writes, The curse of the Christian and of the world is that self is our pivot. It is because Satan made self his pivot that he became the devil. Take heaven from the center in God and try to center it in self and you transform heaven into hell. The theology of the Bible is to do away with self and to make Christ all in all. If I want to save a man, I must first get rid or cast out the spirit of self and substitute instead the Lord Jesus Christ. But how? This letter to the Galatians is my battle axe. Martin Luther, who was uh, the reformer and who started the Reformation, he used Galatians as as for justification. But I think it is actually also for sanctification. Sanctification is coming back to the place where just as if I haven't sinned. okay, Just as if I haven't sinned. How? By the cross. In Romans, we have the cross for justification, the putting away of sin. In Galatians, we have that for sanctification. The cross standing between me and my past, between me and the world, between me and myself. Indeed, in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, we have the gospel of the extinguished life, but it is also the second thing, the gospel of the exchanged life. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. No longer is our life lived in self-devotion, but it is a life lived instead in union with Christ. As we embrace union with Christ, crucified and risen, We are partakers of his divine nature. Christ lives in me means he is the wellspring within my life, within our lives, of how I, we, live and move and have our being. Christ's life in us wells up and out of this union with Christ's life. The streams of living water flows in blessing to others. Some years back, Charles Price, the former senior pastor of the People's Church in Toronto, was visiting Singapore. He said these words, it is impossible to live the Christian life. Let me me say that again. It is impossible to live the Christian life. I don't know, do you feel that way sometimes? It is impossible to live the Christian life because he says, he goes on to say, only Christ can live the Christian life. The Christian life can only be lived. Therefore, if I allow Christ to live it in me and through me, it is the same for you. The Christian life can only be lived as you allow Christ to live it in you, and flowing through you. So here's a loving question. Are you living the extinguished life, the I have been crucified with Christ life? And are you living the exchanged life, the in union with Christ life? This is a choice for you and for me. And if we choose this, then we experience the benefit of entering into a life transforming relationship with Christ. If you want your life to be transformed, there is a need to live the extinguished life, the I have been crucified with Christ's life. There is a need to live the exchanged life. I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. Here is the testimony of one who discovered the secret of the extinguished life as well as the secret of the exchanged life. This crisis of a deeper life came to someone called John. It's his real name, by the way, John, who in his youth boasted a mouth so profane and vulgar that it shocked even wicked men. It's a true story, by the way. This is a true story. In his 20s, he struggled to find peace with God. And he tried to do this by reading the Bible, which he thought would please God. But one day, as he was walking in the fields, a sweet word came to him. God was about to arrest this young man. And this sweet word that came to him was, for we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. This was based actually on Ephesians chapter 5, verse 30. And this was what John said, The Lord did also lead me into the mystery of union with the Son of God. This deeper life experience would keep John unchained from doubts and fears, and would see him through dangers as he engaged in open-air preaching which was illegal and which eventually led to his being imprisoned for some 12 years because he went and did it anyway. So transformed was he from his youth days, and believing now he suffered with Christ and for Christ, John would remain true to Christ all the days of his life. While in prison, he wrote many of his 60 books. The wonders of being in prison and spending 12 years there is you get a chance to write a lot. So he wrote many of his 60 books, including the best known, Grace Abounding to the Chief of Sinners, and uh, The Pilgrim's Progress. His full name, you may have guessed it. Anyone know? Very good well, Pastor Anthony, you are very proud of your congregation, okay. John Bunyan. His life reflects what it means to live the extinguished life, the I am crucified with Christ life, and the exchanged life, the I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me life. So this Ash Wednesday evening, are you, am I, willing to pray and mean with all our hearts this prayer that is up on the slide. Crucified with Christ my Saviour, I am dead to sin and shame. Now his life rules my behaviour to the glory of his name. Could we say that again? And as we say it, um, because this evening is really an evening for you, for reflection, quiet, personal reflection before the Lord. There's no need to rush through. And so let's say this prayer again before we go on to the next portion of our the evening. Crucified with Christ, my Saviour, I am dead to sin and shame. Now His life rules my behaviour to the glory of His name. Amen.